last season on the third space. Really, anybody who's into females in this world is having a really weird time. Get my clothes on. Success. I was thinking also you could just take off your glasses and, like, kill some people. <laughs> Flies off into the sun. You could get on a Harley and turn into Ghost Rider. <laughs> Laura, wife, I love you. Shoot your flare gun. If somebody shot their flare gun or activated their safety vest, no more hitting that person. And now, the next season of The Third Space. Hi, Jeremy. Oh, you sound sad to see me. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just nah. Yeah, we're gonna we're entering this with some high energy. I can see that right now. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've got good energy. Well, I, well, I guess I just got something to tell you, Jeremy. What? What's I up? I finished cleaning all the blood out of the third space world generator from the last time we used it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, when we went to that murder world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Took a long time. There's a lot of blood in it. Well, did you use saliva? I heard that <laughs> cleans blood. Yeah, I spit shined it. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had to reupholster it. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. You know those because we had leather seats. Yeah, why would we do that? <laughs> we had the most. Well, we had leather seats full of just sponges. Yeah. <laughs> so it was. Just... So it soaked through the leather into the sponge. Yeah. We thought that was gonna work. But it didn't. Well, we thought that if we did it enough, we would make a waterbed. Yeah. That's <laughs> not how that it's works. It's not, not how it works. No, that works. No. We now do have waterbed seats, though. Oh, that's that's quite fancy. It's very fancy. Is, are those good for shock absorption or posture? Um, No. <laughs> the, I feel like we've made another bad choice. They're good for... Uh, in, I guess impressing no one. <laughs> At a certain point, we my parents had a waterbed. Yeah. For a while. Is that why you were made, Kevin? I don't know. I no, got it after I was born. Okay. Um, but I remember it. And I remember, like, you know, climbing on it and just being like, ah, oh, waterbed. And like, that's what the normal thing is. And now I think older, I'm just like, so you guess you just put water in something. Yeah. And you lay on it. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> I think I get rid of it because we got a dog. And we're like, that dog's going to definitely. <laughs> that dog is going to puncture that bed. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a bad time. It's going to be water everywhere. Be water everywhere. The water. <laughs> the water. You know what I think is a really interesting thing? I've been looking at uh, lots of different accents lately. And um, one of the things they recommend you doing to get back into an accent you haven't done for a while yeah. is to have a key phrase. Yeah, a touchstone, yeah. Yeah, a touchstone phrase, right? Yeah. And I've just heard some absolutely ridiculous ones. Yeah. The one that sticks in my head, I think I've done this before on the podcast, but the one that sticks in my head is the Boston touchstone. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Which is? My, my nipples are wicked hard. <laughs> My thing always tends to be that if I want to get back into an accent, I say the place the accent is from. Yeah. It was like Boston. Or it's like uh Ireland. Or Ireland. I say, Ireland. Yeah. Um or or like if I'm doing it for a character, I say the name of the character. Yeah. Like somehow that like 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 you saying your own name is how you get your own voice back. Mm, is it? Mm, Kevin. <laughs> yes. yes. Kevin bacon yeah um <laughs> <laughs> kevin bacon Speak this is my kevin bacon accent 
<laughs> Speaking of a uh, of the Irish touchstone, you know what mine is? What? Oh no, potato famine! <laughs> oh no, <laughs> potato famine! Run, run! It's a potato famine. <laughs> my, grab your whiskey and children and run. What is both my um Scottish accent touchstone and the only thing I can say in Scottish is the is the word Scottish. Uh, <laughs> because I can't roll my R's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me trying. I'm trying to remember. I When I was working in warehouses a lot, I used to go around in a Scottish accent. Yeah. Saying, like, the worst Scottish jokes I could. <laughs> so you remember the Scotsman from Samurai Jack? Yeah. Yeah. L- like, basically doing phrases like that. And I think <laughs> the worst one I ever came up with, it's also the best one I ever came up with, is is this. Loving you is like taking a bloody shit. Because once it's done, you look down and think, oh no, what's wrong with me? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no, Scotsman from that's Samurai right. Jack. That's right. And Jeremy and Warehouses. Jeremy and Warehouses. I used to, when I did, when I did some uh, bartending at a movie theater, Yeah. if I was bored that day, I would put on an Irish accent oh, yeah. and I would get tips. Yeah, why not, right? <laughs> if you're like, oh, you're not from here. And I'm like, yeah, give me money. <laughs> <laughs> when I used to work at the Tim Hortons drive-thru, I got bored and would put on different accents for people. I, I assume you did different accents for when they're on the thing versus when you're talking to them right there? No, no, I'd only be on headsets, so somebody oh. else would be at the window. Oh, that's unfortunate. No, it's it was the best. I mean, yes, it's also the Every best. once in a while, a regular would come up and be like, who did that? <laughs> who was that who did it <laughs> whose fault is this you get extra kudos <laughs> um yeah you get a kudo phone <laughs> oh great ah. throwing this away um kudo and that's exactly why <laughs> uh anyways we should probably get into our machine yeah we'll hop into our machine you can uh set the keys up and uh i guess i'll improvise a theme song <laughs> you mean do the theme song you've already written down nope all right <laughs> Uh, let's see. If you want a world, this is the machine. It's a third space. Send Kevin and Jeremy. Now you keep on saying you improvise it, but that's so good. It has to be written down <laughs> no, beforehand. Nope. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't even think about it, Kevin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> even though yesterday you were like, hey, we're doing a, th- a third space world generator uh, recording. Yeah. And I was like, great. And I did not think about it until I got here. <laughs> You're like, great, and then you passed into the darkness. Yeah, and then and then I went back to the shadow realm. <laughs> Alright, well this is the third space world generators where we create worlds using power from the internet. Yes, random generators we found on the interwebs. Yeah. So we uh we first start with creating the world itself. Yep. So we have a genre blender. And a mood generator. Yes. And that will help us discover the type of world that we're gonna build. So uh, so we're going to generate a genre. Yep. And usually it's two or three. Yeah, it's two or three. The two seem to mesh really well, and the threes are ridiculously complicated. So let's see what we got this time. Yeah. Hit. Spin that generator. Sci-fi horror. Oh, okay. Oh, good. More horror. More horror. <laughs> More horror. I mean, sci-fi and horror are have a long-standing relationship. Yeah, we're talking about, like, aliens and... Oh, yeah. Basically, almost every sci-fi movie has horror elements in it 
unless yeah. it's specifically against that, right? Yeah. yeah. Unless it's specifically sci-fi fantasy. It's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, the big thing we're going to get here now is now we're going to get the mood. We're going to see what the world feels like. Yeah. It's weird because it's sci-fi, which means we have to – we we always agree it's one planet. Yeah. I mean, they might have space-faring capabilities, but we have to create the planet. Yeah, we do have to create the planet. The mood is confident. <laughs> confident. But many su- mistake it for stubborn. Okay. <laughs> okay, confident, but many mistake it for stubborn. So a sci-fi, sci-fi horror, horror world, world, and the mood is confident. confident. But many- what is this mood generator we use? <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when it was just aggressive? Yeah. I mean, last time. Yeah. Okay, so a sci-fi horror world that is confident, but many mistake for stubborn. Okay, so I think we have to make a decision right away, Kevin, in determining the type of sci-fi that we're doing. Because, like you said, this could be a spacefaring. Yeah, well, you mean it could be a space opera, it could yeah. be a... Um... So I think we need to decide if it's a spacefaring sci-fi or if it's like a ground-bound sci-fi. Here's the thing. When I hear confident, but many mistake for stubborn, yeah. I think of, like, spacefaring. I think of, like, they get out there and do stuff. Okay. And, like, people are just like, oh, look, at like, you can't do with those people. But really, they're, really they're just like, yeah, we're going to take to the stars. Okay. And the stars are terrifying. <laughs> the stars are bad. Stars are real bad. Yeah. But they uh, keep going. Are we going Eldritch bad? Is that uh, what we're going to do? <laughs> I mean, going. I said spacefaring. Yeah. And, and, you, and you can see... Well, that usually gets weird once you get to the stars. Elder stars? Like Pandorum and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Do we want to do that? <laughs> the elder stars? Yeah. You're flying out to some star and it's just like, get out of my galaxy. <laughs> I was thinking more like all of a sudden a giant figure in clad in yellow robes appears. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the king in yellow is there. Yeah. Or you fly up to a planet and it turns around and it's not a planet. It's something else. Okay. Well, here's my counter argument to that. Yeah. Um. With this is world generated. We're creating a world. Yeah. I think if we make it spacefaring and we put the horror away from the world, then it's not as interesting. Okay. Well, it could be. Well, no. Here's the thing. What if it's spacefaring, but they can't get anywhere? Wait. I have a solution. Okay. Like they want to be spacefaring. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I, go ahead. I have a solution. Yeah. It's sci-fi. Yeah. But the sci-fi is the horror. So you have this world. Okay. Right. And it's being invaded from by outsiders. Okay, that way we can bring in the sci-fi elements and the horror elements to the world. So it's getting a little bit more military sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're doing a sort of like an alien. That, invi- I think that fits with confident, but many like view it as stubborn. Okay, so these aliens are coming into this world. Yeah. Uh, we don't. We oh, we might have to do two races for this one. Maybe. Uh, because it, it seems like this is really going to be a battle between the um. The aliens, yeah, the people who are not from whatever the world we're making is, um, trying to you know come down and they're horrifying and like. I have a way we can make Eldritch it one, one, weird. one race. What I have a way we can make it. One uh, yeah, race. what what is that? Basically, we do some weird uh, funky time shit. Okay, so it's the same race all the way through. Okay, but how... the invaders are actually the future version of that race. Or or what if it's not the future version? What if so? Confident but many seem stubborn. Yeah. So which means that they they will take grand leaps to do things. Yeah. What if um you know how there's a thing in a lot of sci-fi uh, worlds where they like they send out the ark. Yeah. What if the ark was sent out, but then like hum- humanity? I'm going to say humanity because what that's what we're going to use for now. Yeah. Humanity didn't die. 
he kept surviving and found mm. a way to survive. Yeah. But the arc they sent out came back. Yeah. And now and now this this is like thousands of years later and yeah. they've completely changed. Yeah. So it's so it's not that it's a completely us. different culture. Yeah, so it's not like it's yeah. us from the future. It's actually us from the past. Yeah. But now are like, you know, these these aberrations. Yeah. They like they want to take the planet back, definitely. Which is why they're both like seen as stubborn. Yeah, because because they're both confident of they're like, oh, I can take this planet. And, oh, we can keep this planet. Yeah. Oh, we return to our home world. Yeah, but but n- neither of them want to because there's these are this is thousands about thousands of years. Yeah, like they know what the arc is. Yeah, they know that like they sent out like a population of people. Yeah, but they were changed in the dark stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the in the empty space between stars. Uh, <laughs> Well, if this is sci-fi, the thing I always say about sci-fi, sci-fi needs a technology. Yeah. It needs its thing. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek has a bunch of things, but mostly I say it's teleporters. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly terrible teleporters. Yeah. Star Star Wars, you think of like... And the scanners. Uh, yeah, but I, I, you know... Yeah, Star Wars, you think of lightsabers. Yeah, they have a thing. What yeah. is the thing for the... Oh, Stargate has Stargate. Yeah. Yeah. What is the thing for this? Well, I think it's important for us to look at another important aspect of sci-fi. Yeah. In order to decide this, because one of the main things in sci-fi is also what is it commentary on? Because yeah. sci-fi is almost always commentary on something, yeah. right? Like Star Wars is nature versus yeah, uh, like order basically. This, I mean, it, it really feels like by the, by what at least what I said, the commentary on this would be on uh, progress versus regression, like the okay, idea okay. of like moving forward. Or getting stuck in, like, your ways. All right. Because, because I mean, they sent off this arc of people. Okay, so what if... And they become so ingrained in, like, this... Like, they were in a ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They meant they could not grow. They could not expand. What they if... They just, like... Yeah, what if the technology, then, is stasis? Okay. Like, right? it, like... Well, th- what I was thinking the technology would be would be whatever allowed them to um save the planet from what was a catastrophe. Oh, maybe there's two technologies. Yeah, there can be two technologies. One that let them do the arc yeah. and one of them that let them save the planet and they should be diametrically opposed. Okay, well the arc has to be stasis, which obviously failed at some point. Yeah. Which is what which, you know. Which is why they get they came back. And look, and there's your metaphor, stasis failed. Yeah. Um but then the other one should be like maybe a hyper growth thing. So they like cuz if we think of what like what was what was killing what about, this world. What about what about artificial growth? What if we go like a Horizon Zero Dawn thing where there's like they made machines. I just started playing that game. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I'm like two hours in. It's yeah. really fun. Well, this is sort of spoilery for you then. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> um, but there's machines that basically are doing the roles of animals. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I saw right? that. You've seen that. And, so, and I, I already know they're like they're like evolving and things like that. Yeah. So so basically, they're, what I'm saying is the technology that they created yeah. is an ecosystem of machines to maintain. Yeah. Uh, the balance of their planet. Because I was thinking that, that was most likely the thing. Like, the reason they would send the Ark away is to be like, okay, we our planet we cannot sustain. Like yeah. it's a vi- it's environmental disaster. That's probably what it is. Yeah. But then they get this tech. They someone invents this technology. Yeah. That that will allow the environment to keep sustaining. Well, to, basically, it's it's like a low level terraform. Okay. Right. Because in but instead of having like a big terraforming machine, you have a bunch of smaller machines 
doing things to the ecosystem to maintain the balance. Yeah. And it, it seems cl- clear to me that the planet itself should be kind of utopian. Yeah. Because that's the way the horror works. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, so it's focused on this planet a lot. So it has uh, machines yeah. of varying degrees. I don't think we need to go to the Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn where this one looks like a deer. No, no, no. Um, but, like, like, people don't have to do anything, really. No, because the, the planet maintains itself with the help of these machines. Yes, that that we eventually essentially like saved us from. Yeah, you know, the, uh, oblivion uh, saved basically the planet from catastrophic climate change. Yeah, is what it has to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so what what else like sort of things is this planet like? How does it work? How do the people? And then we, I mean, we will see what the sort of the people are like. Yeah, but like how does the planet itself? I th- I think we is make it very it, Earth-like. I think we have to make it very Earth-like. Yeah. I think we actually make it very Earth-like, but I think we make it so it has less ocean. Okay. Right. Um, <clears throat> because so, so we get yeah so we get like we have to deal with water in other ways. Yeah yeah yeah. So that that also sort of feeds into these machines, sort of maintaining everything. So it can be sort of be like um, you know Ma- it's it's sort of a thing in Mad Max. You don't really see it much, but like I think in Mad Max, some of the oceans have dried up. Yeah. Because that's why there's the salt flats. Yeah. Um, so what we're seeing is we're seeing a Mad Max esque world, but it's ever it's utopian. Yeah. So we don't you don't have the spikes and the weird things like well, that. It's, it's moved on far enough from like Mad Max. Yeah. That the world has regrown. Yeah. So I think we make the world itself and the people that stayed there pretty natural. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty like yeah. you know we're we're with chills going on. We there there are probably a lot more. Um, environmentally conscious is because they did survive. Like I, I think it's similar to sort of the elf trope in fantasy. Yeah, these are people that live uh, in balance, but the kind of mechano their... elves because yeah. they use yeah, yeah. exactly. The, but they, they're a civilization that yeah. lives in harmony with the world. Now. Yeah, they 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 found a way to like create fresh water. Yeah. like as a renewable resource. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, but then we also have like. Well, we have to we have to decide what the people were like that left. Well, I mean, they clearly had to be. Well, this is where this is where it gets into more of the horror side because I think yeah. when they so they, the people who left, um, obviously they were they were at the time still had to be pitted as like the best and brightest. Yeah, and also just like a, a lot of people to essentially create a new world elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, you want enough to build population quickly. Yeah, um, so you definitely want the best and brightest. Yeah. But also, on that, just, on that also sort of ones thing. that are just real fertile. Yeah. Yo, girl, tell me about your eggs. <laughs> I'm measuring your hormones. They tell me that you're ready to get down. <laughs> hey, dude, what's your sperm count at? You want to get on a spaceship? It's over 9,000. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, your sperm like Goku? <laughs> <laughs> uh... Your sperm like Goku. Uh, but I also think it's probably rich people. Oh yes, like rich, rich and influential people. The people, yeah. probably the people who drove the world to the state where they had to leave it. <laughs> There's at least some of them in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, I think especially if we're doing the horror sort of thing. Yeah. Well, that's we'll bring up the horror side of it. What I was thinking is that obviously they went into space, being like, we will find the other this other planet to live. We sort of know it is. We launched off to yeah. it, but clearly something had to have like gone. Wrong, and it could be some th- sort of like cosmic th- horror type thing. What I think is, I think there's two options. I think there's one cosmic horror, yeah, and the other thing is that I think they never found a planet, and so they had to live in this. Well, 
it, it could be that they knew the planet w- where it was, but if the stasis failed, yeah. then they all woke up. Yeah. Which means that they're, like, at that point, living in containment yeah. and, like, these ships. Yeah. And they're, like, losing their minds. I don't think... See, I don't think stasis fails. I think, in, in my mind, because the stasis is the other technology, right? Yeah. And I think it can actually be used in really horrifying ways, but yeah. we'll get, that, get to that later. Yeah. Um, I, I think what happens is... Either one, they get to the planet, but but by the time they they get to the planet, it's ruined too. Yeah, right. And then they have to head back. But first, they probably are trying a bunch of stuff there. Well, right. The the thing, or maybe it seems okay, but there's something on the planet that changes them. Yeah, because the thing I want to make very clear is that that these are not the same. Like we know they're not the same people because those people will be long dead by now. Yeah. Um, but they are also clearly just like. These are the descendants of those people who've been shaped by something that have made them. Like, well, this, it could be the same people, Kevin, because if the stasis doesn't fail, I I guess, but like they have to have been shaped by something to be. I feel like, I feel like, especially with spacefaring horror, yeah. Um, I don't want. I don't feel like this one should be one of the things where it's like, ah, oh, the true monster was man. Uh, oh wait, okay. <laughs> here's here's something. Yeah. One. Let's talk about the stasis technology. Okay. So we have sort of like the eco. Eco robots, yeah, right. So the stasis technology. How does the stasis work? Is it just like you blink and you're it's a thousand oh. years later, or is it a simulation? Well, no, you know, actually, you know, you know what? I, maybe it is. Maybe so. Like you can't really test how long state what stasis does for long periods of time. Yeah, like this would be the longest anyone's ever been in stasis for sure. What if as time goes on, your brain starts slowly waking up and yeah. it makes its own simulations? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like a, a waking dream. Yeah. So you start, like, you're, like, aware you're in stasis, but you start going into dreams. So essentially you're driving yourself insane. Yeah. And that's what, sort of what they're dealing what these, like, you know, these, what used to be humans or, or whatever we'll figure it they are. Yeah. Like, used to sort of be as a have, like, driven themselves insane, essentially, by long periods of time in stasis. Well, it w- I don't know if insanity is the correct word, but it would definitely yes. change logic. Yeah. Um, well, because, th- once again, that goes with our idea of, like, sci-fi meaning something. Yeah. It's saying that, like, the technology to stay the same and not change at all... Doesn't work. Doesn't it, work. It, it changed you. Yeah, it changed them, and it drove them, like... Yeah, to this other thing. To this other thing. It, yeah. It, it changed them on, like... Like their their logic level, a okay, moral so level. maybe they showed up at the planet and it was fine. Yeah, but, but they, they were, but they were different. They they were unable to. Well, especially if they dreamt the entire thing being back on the old planet. Yeah, if this new planet was not like the old planet. Yeah, then they maybe by all those like like thousands and centuries and you know centuries and millennium in stasis, just sort of like going in this weird. Like brain state, they couldn't. Yeah. They could not accept the new planet. Yeah, they could not comprehend living there. Yeah, so they went back. So they went back. I think. I think obviously, if the, like once again with this horror, there needs to be some sort of like physiological changes as well. I think. I think probably one of the things that they knew was going to happen on the planet was that there was going to be mutation because mm-hmm. it's a livable planet. It's got all the resources they need, right? Especially if we're talking about the type of people who left. Yeah. They'd look for, like, a resource-rich planet. Maybe it has problems, but as long as they've got the resources, they can survive on it, right? Yeah. Is what they'd probably be looking for. Yeah. So what if they go on it, but there's, I don't know, a pathogen, maybe, in the air that mutates them in some way? Yeah, because, like, when when we're thinking sci-fi horror, these, like, 
you can't just have, hey, these are people, but they look a little bit different. Like, these need to be aberrations. Yeah. Like, like it needs to be horrifying. Because then when you finally figure out, oh, but they were humans all along. Oh, wait. I have a great idea. What? Okay. This goes back to the stasis technology. Yeah. Um, sort of mixed with the planet. Yeah. So the way they put into stasis is they actually put you in a fully sealed suit. Okay. Right? That then puts you in stasis. And because yeah. it's a perfectly sealed system, you're safe. Yeah. Right? But they go through all these living, living, uh, waking dream simulations. Yeah. Right? And then by when they finally wake up thousands of years later, yeah. they can no longer take the suits off. Okay. And they've got, like, all this, like growth on them and stuff like that yeah and then that way there can there can be the reveal once the they go back to their original planet yeah when somebody kills this horrible alien thing yeah for it to open up and well, them to be like well, oh they, there is a person well they inside. could literally be covered in like like if you know as they spend time they could literally be covered in like biological growth yeah upon, like uh, like along it yeah so they each kind of look a little bit different yeah well see because the, the, the thing i was thinking is that um if you imagine this like you know a story yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, the idea of being like the original thought process, like, oh, we sent these people off a thousand years ago. Yeah. And then a uh, alien took their ship back yeah. and has come back with their ship, like tracing the ship back the line it went. Yeah. And now these a- now they these aliens got here. Yeah. But then, oh, no, what a twist. Yeah. <laughs> they were people. They were people all along. So Which is, great. again, the, the, the sort of thing where it's like you can't stay the same. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Change is inevitable. Yeah, uh, which is I think the the main thing here, and it's really interesting because the planet, without even really realizing it, the planet has embraced change. Yes, yeah. Right? Okay, so so you, we have a. Uh, is there anything else we need to? Because we're we're going we're going we're going real like we got real fast on this. Yeah. First world building part of it. Yeah. Um. Well, I think the thing we might have to touch on a little bit more is confident. Um, but something to many appears as stubborn because yeah. I think we've got that for sort of the two um, uh, camps of people. But how does the world? But how does the world reflect that exactly? Well, I was th- I was thinking that the way that the world would would reflect that is that it when it when it grows something, yeah. it grows them big. Okay, yeah, like like animals are a little bit bigger than they are in our world. Plants are a little bit bigger than they are in the uh, yeah. And, and we can get away. We can get away with that too, because there, because there's uh, less water. There's more land mass. If yeah, we're talking the same size planet. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's the sort of thing that like that's why it looks like confident, but maybe here, but maybe here, stubborn, or like yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. others are stubborn. Like the planet itself is stubborn. It was going to die. Everyone and it was didn't. like, yeah. and it didn't. Yeah, yeah. And that appears stubborn, but really the planet was just sure it could do it. Yeah. <laughs> and we had no faith. Also, we got all those assholes off of it. Yeah. All the assholes <laughs> left and then everything was fine. Yeah, all the assholes left I'm and then seeing, everything was fine. I'm seeing a lot of, like, parallels to some far-left people <laughs> that I know. Uh, like, when the assholes leave, everything will be fine. Yeah. But then they come back. Then they come back, and you got to deal with it. Yeah, there are some other parallels people could, could take out of this. Okay, so we have to stress, then, that... This world, it's it does not complete its, it d- does not come to fruition until the return of the people that left. Yes, because before that, it doesn't actually fit. No, um, 
the the the, fr- the no, no, information no. No, it's, we've it's been the given. current world that we're seeing which is what makes it look which makes it as confident but may appear stubborn yeah by having just hardy animals hardy plants yeah we're talking about like a lot of like root vegetables those are hardy yeah and uh, you know what else actually we can do with this world we can have ruins of the old civilization oh yeah definitely because it, with the new eco robots yeah maintaining everything those old buildings, factories, and everything, yeah. they, can't, they can't be maintained because they don't work. Yeah. Then you have a lot of cool things where, like, the, the heroes of the store, the people have to, like, you know, hide in the factories is the... Yeah. Because the things that the, the people, because it's, you, you, like, you know, Utopia, the people, and it's horror, the, the, the people on the planet are unequipped to, like, fight off. Oh, absolutely. These things. Yeah, because, because it's been thousands of years. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, we, you know, our planet's perfect now. Yeah. So that, that that's where you get a lot of like, oh, we can't fight them. We have to hide from them. And we yeah. have to, you know, yeah. <laughs> we have to Ewok this. We have to cut down trees and have them swing down. Especially. I mean, I, to, to be honest, I think that the conflict isn't like open warfare. No, it's not. I think it's more likely that the stasis people come down and yeah. like try and kidnap all the inhabitants and put them in stasis. Uh uh, so so I have a question then. Does the arc the arcs the come back? Yeah. Do they crash or do they hang out in orbit? Orbit. Uh, I think they land and they probably land in like the places that were the old great cities. Okay. Right. If you're talking about like navigational computers and stuff yeah, so like that, they return that, to where they came from. They return to where they come. Yeah. They so came it's from. so it's like like every continent has a few of them. And in my mind, they seem like almost like cysts coming from the world. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have to be real big, and there's a bunch of them. And they all, like, because they're the You don't old... have one arc for an yeah, entire yeah, yeah. planet. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. They're spread out across the world. And also, because it comes from this era of technology that almost ruined the planet, yeah. they have to have lots of exhaust and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah, they're, like, coughing out stuff. Yeah. It looks real nasty. It looks like it's poisoning the planet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that's pretty good. I think that also goes sort of with the stubbornness of the world because yeah. even though you have these gross things, the things not in the immediate vicinity yeah. would still be treated by the eco-robots. Yeah. So it would still look very utopian. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, we still would have to figure out who these people are. But first, we should and go we, to And we could still do one or two. We'll decide that afterwards. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Let's go to a commercial. Yes. This week's episode of The Third Space is brought to you by The Look of Love. Yeah, you slightly close one eye, you curl that lip, you really open the other eye, wiggle your eyebrow. You wiggle your ears, stick out your tongue, and squint. Yeah, bite your lower lip and push your upper lip Far out, will you open and close each eye individually? You flare your nostrils and wave your eyebrows and make a kissy face. You take a finger, you put it on your nose, and you just tap it a few times. You blow a raspberry and smooch somebody. You wink with both eyes. Yeah, the look of love. The look of love. All right, Kevin. It's time for us to find out what people, or peoples, I guess... Uh, inhabit this world yeah we'll we'll roll we'll see if it's if we feel like we need another one yeah but this will at least give us this is for the base this is for the people who live on the planet yes i'm gonna now turn around and press a button push that button the appearance is based on middle eastern people okay so uh very brown skin very tanned yep they are a bright race which makes sense yeah they're smart they're smart their social, their social structure is a matriarchy. Okay. 
<laughs> their uh, culture is inspired by the Macedonian people. Okay, so like early Greek. Yeah, yeah. Well, they are <laughs> uneconomical. Okay. Which, I mean, they don't have an economy, really. They no, they decent. don't. Narcissistic. Okay, that makes sense. And welcoming. Oh, oh, that was the dagger. (laughs) I mean, a lot of this makes sense for, like, the people that we see on the planet. Yeah. Because they're smart. They were able to figure out um, how to... uh, How to live in balance. How to live in balance. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, they're, they're uneconomical because they don't really... They, they, don't, they don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, they can live in excess. They don't really have an economy. They don't have money. They just get things. Yeah. They're very opposed to that thing. Yeah. Uh, they're definitely narcissistic because they're like, yeah, we're... But I don't think individually they're narcissistic. I no. think as a collective group, they're like, yeah, we, we, we brought our civilization back from the brink. Yeah. We're definitely the best out there. Yeah. Well, I think also they see, like, they live in a pretty perfect society. Yeah. And so why wouldn't you... Yeah. Have a big ego about that. Yeah. So collectively, they're narcissistic. Individually, they're welcoming. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, you know what? You're awesome. I'm awesome. Yeah. We're all awesome. Why would we? We don't have to fight over resources. Have this giant strawberry. Yeah. Have a strawberry the size of your fist. Mm, Mm. So ripe. You Uh, eat it like an apple. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly (laughs) like that. A strawberry actually that size would be a bit of a pain because the seeds would also be bigger. Mm, yes, they would be. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. confident. Confident. Look how confident that <laughs> strawberry is. When I look at that strawberry, I'm like, a strawberry can fuck. Okay, is there anything that we think doesn't fit with these people um, that are on the planet? No. Uh, or is there anything you feel like you haven't touched on? Because I think you touched on almost well, everything. We, we, we now know they're matriarchy. I don't yeah. think there's too much to go from that other than the fact that, that you know. Women are in charge. We, yeah, women are in charge. Well, mothers are in charge. Yeah. Things that you have that technically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Supposed to work that, 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 that they revere mothers. Yeah. So that's just something that's just, we don't really have to talk about that. It's just something that's just there. Yeah. Like this all does fit pretty well with the. That fit, it fits really well, actually, with with the sci-fi horror we've set up. Yeah. Because mothers are nurturing in yeah. fiction. Yeah. Right? Mothers are generally a protecting force. Yeah. Right? I do kind of want to roll again to see what the other... I think we have to, just because this really, really fits everything that uh, the people on the planet are. But what do they become? Or what left, rather? This is interesting. Okay. So, these are the spacefarers. Yeah. The appearance of this race is based on fish. Okay. So they probably grew, like, scales and stuff in their well, stasis? Yeah, they're, well, they're in their pods, yeah, right? Yeah, so maybe the stasis stuff sort of had, like, a fish kind of look. Yeah. I may, mean, you have, the like, way they big... get, like, oxygen in is through, like, a gill system. Yeah. Yeah. They are a crafty race. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. They, they learned, because <laughs> they didn't have much, much things. They learned how to fix their ships on the way. Yep. They learned how to, like... They learned how to pause their biological functions. Yeah. Right? That's not maybe necessarily the smartest thing to do. Yeah. But it's definitely crafty. Their social structure is like that of a wolf. Oh, my God. So There's alphas. I'm going to assume this is like the um, the, – what do you call it? The – why can't I think of the word – this is the pop culture version of Wolf. Yeah. So we're talking about alphas and... Yeah, pack mentality. Yeah, yeah, pack mentality. There's one who's in charge and it's the strongest. And then there's the mate. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, so that makes uh, so much sense. Here's it where it gets a little bit weird. Okay. Their culture is inspired by the hippie subculture. Okay, okay. So, I mean, we'll 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 touch on that afterwards. I think we'll figure have to figure it out. Well, no, that this makes sense actually. Let's touch on it right now. Okay, sure. That's why this conflict isn't open warfare. Because they're very much just they're like They're non-aggressive, right? Well, what yeah. what do they do? They move these people into stasis to become like them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like that yeah. is very hippie mentality. They just want them. Yeah, they just yeah. want them to feel what they Well, yeah. here's well, here's the interesting part. They are generally economical. That makes sense. So they do have yeah, <laughs> an economy. Yeah. That makes sense. I know be... economical actually mean like I know it means something different. Yeah. We're using yeah. it in a different way. I just want yeah. to say that right now. I understand what economical means. <laughs> yeah. Selfish. Yep. And look down upon other people. Oh my god, that's perfect. It's so great. It's so perfect. <laughs> so perfect. Yeah. Good what once again, race generator. <laughs> you have given us a blessing. Yes. <laughs> You've yet to fail us, race generator. Okay, so you got like this very like alpha dominated, yeah. like like so counter to the um the like the matriarchal. Yeah. Uh, well, that's one. that's one where everything's in balance, and this is one where everything is competitive, mm-hmm. right? And you might be on top for a little while, but that's only until somebody better comes along, which makes sense with the people who got sent up. Yep. Like because because essentially they've become per, pure id. Yeah. Because of their um. Their their dreams, their, yeah, their yeah. you know the, that whole thing. Well, they own. are this. They have to be the center point. Having perspective on other beings should be almost impossible. Yeah, and that's and that's why they're also like selfish. Yeah, they they don't care about the people who live on the planet. They just want them. They like essentially want to create more of these stasis people. Yeah, well, yeah. B- that's basically how they're reproducing now. Yeah, right, is by taking the people from the planet and putting them in these stasis well, pods. And and maybe the way that that it works is that it's not even like each individual. Um, like, like it's not even like they they all have one leader. Maybe it's each arc essentially it's his own thing. Oh, definitely. So, like, if an arc ever comes in conflict with another arc, it's like two packs, sort of like yeah, facing like, off. Yeah, it's not, it's not that they're going to be outright aggressive with each other, but they're going, but they're going to be like, well, no, hey, they, you should leave. They have the hippie subculture, right? Yeah. So, oh my god, I just realized something. Well, like, Kevin, I just realized something. Yeah, they're farming the planet people. That yeah, they're totally farming the planet people. Well, I me mean, give it. It says the hip. It says they're um. The culture inspired by the hippie subculture. Yeah. So it's also that like so we said fish, so they serve the fish look, but also I think like they have like a lot of like flowers on them once they've been on the planet for a little bit. Yeah. Like like they, they just like the these stasis suits have just become so grimed with biological material. Yeah. I think the thing, that things grow on things them. just grow on them. Yeah. So there's oh there's like horror moments where it's like it looks like just a pad of moss and then it just like sits up. Yeah. Yeah, so creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and, but there's always more than one. Yeah. What's that, Kevin? Does that count? I don't know. Does that count? Hmm. I think it counts. I think you need to do an ode. I didn't even didn't even realize it was here. Yeah. <laughs> didn't even realize it was in the area. So I think you need to do an ode. Hmm. What do I want you to do an ode on? Well, why don't you tell me at the end of the Sure, I'll tell you at thing. the end of the episode. You're in the middle of something. Yeah. Uh where were we at? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> well, no, so uh, right, right, the, the horror moment of like people. Well, and, and stuff grows on the suits, and there's suits. always more than one of them. Yeah, well, it's a pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, you got you got to look at look at for all of them. In fact, you can probably tell which sort of arc they're from yeah. by what's growing on them. Yeah, from the different biomes that they land in. Yeah, yeah, well, and also like probably some of it might still be 
from the planet they came from. Yeah. If all the arcs landed in different places. Yep. Then they all lifted up and left. Yep. Yeah. yeah that means you've got this weird smorgasbord of organic stuff on them. Yep. Yeah. And since we only look down on other races, we clearly know that they don't care. They don't see um, the people of the Earth. As people. As people. They yeah. don't see them as that, like, yeah. at all. And the, the <laughs> Which the, is why it, they use them to create more of them, basically. Yeah. And almost the unfortunate thing is when they, fir- when they first, like, arrive, people just sort of went to them. Yeah, they <laughs> were like, hey. Because they're welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. They're narcissistic they're and like, welcoming. They like, hey, welcome to our planet. Why are you on that thing? It's gross. <laughs> hey, aren't those the things that we sent? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I, don't I mean, know they wouldn't. If... They wouldn't know what they look like. Yeah, they, they might figure it out eventually. Yeah. But... Well, I think that's the horror sort of story that people go through on this planet. Right? Yeah. Is like, okay, there's this weird thing that's poisoning the planet. I'm gonna go check it out. Yeah. Right. And then a bunch of their friends get kidnapped. Yeah. And they never see them again. Yeah. Right. They're, they they go for a drive to a cabin in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, like like there's a lot of horror tropes that are here and and absolutely the different revelations that can happen. Yeah. Like, oh, there's something actually here. It's just covered in biological growth. Um, oh, there's uh, like someone inside of this. Yeah, there's different like layers right? they'll have to go through. Yeah. And then like realizing like, oh, these are the people that left. Like that's actually a horrifying realization. Yeah. That these are the same as you. And, well, and I think one of the um the creepy things that of course um the uh the you know the spacefaring people did is that they like so you, you said they put them in stasis suits. Clearly they made new stasis suits. Yeah. Like they can keep making them. Yep. Yeah. They just keep like doing that and putting people into them and putting, yeah. them. and they're not they're not going to change into that for like thousands of years. But apparently, these people have found a way to halt their yeah they're, they processes. they live they're effectively immortal, right? Well, I mean, here's the thing: they're in the stasis suit. So what they are is that they are like physiologically stasis, yeah. But their minds have somehow woken up, yeah. So they can still like move and do all those things, but there's no processes going on. No, they don't need to eat. They're, they're basically undead. Yeah, they don't need to eat. Yeah, they don't need to sleep. They don't need to... Uh, but probably if they're separated from their stasis suit, they're probably, like, insta-dead. Yeah. Uh, what, I, what I imagine happens is if you cut open a stasis suit, yeah. it just, like... And then they just, like, mummify. Yeah. Or, no, because there's actually liquid around. Yeah. I don't know what would happen to that. I mean, what you might have I guess is... I it would just quick rot. Yeah. It would probably very quickly rot. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is I mean, probably it depends that on how the stasis, even if, even if you're in stasis, entropy still would affect the body. Yeah. So you're probably looking at a very skeletal version of a person. Yeah. Right. Think like shrunken head type things, <laughs> right? Like they still be full size. Yeah. But everything would be really sallow. Yeah. They would and uh, drawn. I mean, they would, they would look like zombies. Yeah. Would, yeah. They, they would, they, they're basically undead. When you walking, think about it. The Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they should be dead. That's the thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> they should be dead. They should be. Yeah. Oh, man. There's... there's, It's it's such a weird... Like... It's such a weird world to have. And it's just a cool... Like, every time we do this, we, <laughs> I see it actually ends up being, like, pretty... Yeah. Pretty cool. Well, the thing the thing I think was really interesting with um, this one yeah. is it's the first time we've gotten um, a genre that is less active. Yeah, it's very 
right? very much like because it's sci-fi. Yeah, there's there's a lot of technical things that go into making something sci-fi. It goes beyond just the aesthetic yeah. of the world or how it behaves. Well, then let's let's sort of think about like what sort of stuff this world would um, what sort of like how this sort of world would be because what you would have is you'd have um, uh, you'd have people in like essentially the cities. Yeah, and the cities probably look very nice yeah um where they're not quite not a utopia anymore clearly no but they but like they don't have to worry about i think the advantage the planet people have is that because they were living in balance with the world yeah it's actually hard to tell the difference between a populated area and an unpopulated area yeah right because these would be buildings made in a way to really blend with everything around it yes right so for the invading people yeah, I guess for the returning people, yeah, uh, they don't have the information that other people who live there would have. Yeah, right. So like they might find settlements every once in a while, but like the thing is, is because it's in balance, whatever biome they're in, it's going to be different. There's yeah. no, there's no uniform trick they that the the returning people can use to actually yeah. find these people. Is there anything we could bring in about the um the Macedonian culture, like the culture is inspired by the Macedonian culture. I like uh, which one for, is that for that again? That's, that's for the return. No, no, no. That's for the Earth. Um, well, I mean, that means that they have. I would say the way we bring that in is the mythology. Okay, so yeah, so they have. I mean, especially this is thousands of years later. Yeah. So, like, pro- probably what you're you're looking at is that like the you're looking at a thing where like people or left, right? Yeah. But what? How do you? Um, thousands of years later, yeah. millennia later, how do you? make that into mythology that a people might have, right? Yeah. So maybe it was because it was the leaders and the powerful people that left, right? Yeah. So I could see it being like a a race of heroes or a race of gods. Like the the world was poisoned and they took the poison and left with them. Well I mean that's one way of saying it is they they, they could glorify them. Yeah. Um I think for a horror setting that makes more sense because then when they when you learn that that's not what it is. Yeah. Because the other option is that it becomes like... Um, Either that or it's the they, ti- they banish the evil. Well, also, it's kind of like the Titans. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, those ones were banished and now, like... Now things are great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and if, and if that's the case, it's almost like they would live a very... Not atheistic, because they, cause if they do believe that gods exist. Yeah. Yeah. But they believe they have no control. They're very, like, deistic. Yeah, where they where they believe that gods were there, yeah, but they're not there anymore, yeah, and things are better now, yeah, <laughs> whatever that whatever that uh, yeah, would be. I think I think we have to go with the first interpretation, yeah, in in that like this this class of heroes or gods, yeah, maybe the line sort of blurs in the mythology, yeah, um, uh, took the poison and left, yeah, well, I mean, but here's the thing, they know that these machines are cleaning, like yeah, yeah, the yeah. world, yeah. But well, the thing the thing is, and they it, left him with these machines, or yeah, something. right. Like, and and from from them leaving, this new yeah. this miracle occurred, right? Well, what like it, they can they can easily attribute that to the people that left without yeah. it being true. Well, I mean, it also could be that when the people when the people who left, like they actually did create these machines beforehand, yeah, um, and then just the people who were there made them better and made them actually work, yeah. So that people were like, oh, here's these things. Uh, maybe they'll work. Maybe they won't. Goodbye. Yeah. No, you know what? That actually makes sense because they probably would have made machines similar yeah. to try and make whatever planet they went to more livable once they got there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, these pseudo-terraforming machines. But they never thought 
to just use it on their own planet. Well, I, I that that's that to me speaks of 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 hubris, which is very Macedonian in terms of mythology. Okay, yeah, all yeah. right. So they never thought of just like wait, why don't we just use this on our planet? They're like, nah, it's good. Well, I mean, they're one. probably like, we'll finish it on the way. Yeah, we'll finish it on the way, right? But then the people here also finished. Yeah. 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 They also finished it and used That it makes here. sense because they left the seed of a new beginning behind. Yeah. So that, that fits with the mythology. Yeah, which means those um those machines would be almost um like they wouldn't just be like junk machines. No, no, no. They're almost like deific. Yeah, they're there's something divine about they're them. They're demigods. Yeah. Hercules is like a swiffer. <laughs> uh, probably Roomba. not a swiffer, but uh, uh, Hercules. <laughs> 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 probably not to that extent um the other thing about says the, you yeah that says me the other thing about macedonia is their island people yeah um so well i mean it's in this one like if instead of being islands it's pockets of civilization yeah 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 and once you're outside of that it's just very like you know it's very wild and especially once you get the um the aliens coming in. Yeah. Like, you like you live in those pockets of well-protected civilization. Yeah. And, and you like, have to be very careful about leaving. Yeah. But you... But... Uh, but So then they... Clearly, they would have to leave. Yeah. What reasons do they have to leave? Um, I mean... Well, here's the thing, is that people... Yeah. Don't like to be caged. Yes. Right? And the thing is, is that these people are confident, Kevin. Yeah. So they're... They're the type of people, especially the like planet people. They're yeah. the type of people who don't think something bad is going to happen. Okay, right. Well, see, I was always thinking that like you, like you, like you treat the um, the spacefarers like you treat bandits in a Dungeons and Dragons game. Like yeah. they're like they're out there and they're and they can like f you up. Yeah, but like you don't always think about them being there. Yeah. Well, also, also the thing, the thing, the thing is, the planet people have to be much more numerous. Yeah, because even if you have several arc ships, yeah, like if you have seven ships that all carry a million people, yeah, that's still only seven million. No, people, there's definitely right? more people yeah. on the planet than there are on the. So ships. I think this is a thing that sort of spreads from place to place, especially since it's not violent. Yeah, right. Because it's not violent, because the biggest thing that happens is this big ship. I think I think the big and the biggest things that continue to happen is that maybe a group of them, much like wolves, will like descend upon a small town. Yep. And just like take as many people as they can. Yep. But those are like raids. Those are like big things they do. Yeah. And a lot of times they'll just grab like one or two people who like wander off or Oh absolutely. And the thing is they'll the, sneak in the, the way, town the way I think there. they find the settlements yeah. is when they take people, right? Sometimes people will run back to their town. Yeah. And then, and then they can follow them. Yeah. Right? That's how they actually find the, the ways. Keep in mind, they are crafty. They are crafty. Yeah, crafty. They might purposely let people go. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Which so, is, again, another horror thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, they followed me. Yeah. Yeah. And now they know that the town's there. They're just, like, surrounding the town. Yeah. There's a lot of stories here. I mean, one of the other, thing that, the other things that sort of is horror that does not come from the stasis people yeah. is that because these eco machines operate in a certain way, if, if you're gone from a settlement for a while, yeah. the eco machines will destroy it. Oh, they'll just, <laughs> right. They'll just turn it into nature. I went on vacation and my flight got canceled and I came back well, and my that, house was gone. Not that quickly, but like if these are isolated settlements yeah. and I think they are. Yeah. Right. You go and visit 
your brother or sister yeah like four months after their thing's been yeah like there before everyone's been taken and it's just gone and it's just gone Right. So so it's not you go on vacation, you come back in the and the the demigod row and the Hercules Roomba yeah. has not come by going Yeah. Sucking up your house. Yeah. It's not it's not like that, but they would break things down. The unfortunate thing now that's their role. The unfortunate thing now is that I am picturing like a twenty foot tall Roomba. I know you are. You did this to yourself. <laughs> I like to, I'm thinking more of like uh Chinese dragons. And spirits and stuff? I guess, yeah. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going off of... uh, Middle Eastern people. Middle Eastern people, Macedonian uh, culture. Yeah. Then what's... The The Minotaur. (laughs) Yeah, it's just a whole bunch of (laughs) bull-headed men just being like, and cleaning things. No, but uh, you you could look at the sort of nature. It'd probably be very chimeric. (laughs) We, um... So, I just want to say... Uh, we created this one uh, machine to help, to help, you know, clean up the environment in this one area. And he just made a maze. <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure what to do with it. Oh, it's uh, look, it's it's a it's a sectioned off dam. Basically, <laughs> it's it's a reservoir system. Oh, oh but why is it like a maze? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. The I don't machine, know. machine thought it was efficient, I guess. <laughs> the sewer systems of every one of these um mazes, <laughs> these places, labyrinths, mazes, mazes. Um, <laughs> all right, we're gonna have to go down to the sewer system. Everyone have your maze and your twine. The walls will move. I don't think they have a sewer system <laughs> though, because the way I imagine their like their plumbing working yeah. is that they go to the bathroom. Right, and then it's immediately sort of extracted and turned into fertilizer for elsewhere. Hey, look, it's the Hercules Roomba. No. Give me your shit. <laughs> I imagine Roomba was just really buff arms. This world was really cool until you added Roombas to it, Kevin. Well, you know. <laughs> look, time, time moves on in a steady pace, and eventually everything's a Roomba. No. It's not how it works. Everything's a Roomba. Okay, I'm glad that we've had this horrible conversation. That's my horror movie. <laughs> you having dreams, Kevin? I had a dream that I, where I woke up into another dream. Yeah, that's uh, pretty terrifying. Yeah, because yeah. I, I in the other dream, I was aware I just had a dream. Okay. Then I woke up again into the real world, yeah. and I'm like, oh, shit, that's the thing I'm doing now. Yep. I don't like that at all. Why, didn't, why did you decide to do that, Brain? <laughs> brain, why are you giving me layered dreams? Yeah. I hate this. <coughs> it's not good. Okay, is there anything else about the ship people that we should talk about? The ship people. Um... I mean, here's the things that they're not actually like. Well, they're trying to, uh, you know, like game more of them. They're yeah. not. It takes thousands of years to make one of them. Yeah. So which means, and, but which means that if the people of the planet were any more violent, yeah, yeah, <laughs> then they could actually deal with them. But because they're so like passive well, and unable. I, the to... thing is, I think the longer this situation goes on, the more likely it is that. This this like returning people yeah. run into real problems. Yeah. Right. And then you can do a switch in perspective actually, where like there's only so many of your kind left and they're dying off. And yeah. like you have more coming, but they won't be coming for millennia. Yeah, but I mean I don't care about those space people. They've gone space mad. Right, but you if if like you started the story with one of them at that time period where they were running out, right? It's a different perspective. 
Yeah, but, but like, like we we already saw what kind of people they are. Yeah, they're not great. They're not great. My but... my, my favorite thing is of of that rolling is that we got uneconomic and economic. Yeah, we got narcissistic and selfish. Yeah, and then we got welcoming and looked down upon other races. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like they are so diametrically opposed to each other except I mean, it for ma- the narcissism it makes the sense thing. though with the people that we said would have left yeah they became that effectively yeah. through yeah. through just like their mind like the, the cool thing about it is the horror sort of does come from the idea that that just left alone with their minds yeah they essentially like like turned themselves into something so they turned themselves into something monstrous yeah 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 something like something that's just evil and like just not and pretty destructive, honestly. I mean, they come to planet just spewing out poison. Yeah, I mean, if left unchecked, they will return the planet to its economic disaster. Yeah, uh, not e- not economic, ecological. <laughs> well, I mean, sure, it was both. Yeah, I'm sure it was both. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, probably. Right, Especially so I- when they were building those giant ships. <laughs> That's true. All right. Uh, usually these episodes episodes go a little bit short. Is there anything else we want to talk about with you? Yeah, I got to tell you what you're going to do an ode. Oh, you about for- forget the next ode. episode. Yes, What's the ode. Uh, your ode, Kevin, is going to be for toe warmers. Okay. Yep. Someone we have to Google. Just imagine what toe warmers are. I'd say just imagine. Like, are you talking about like an item or just like the concept of things that warm toes? I think things that warm toes. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a few different things that could be. Yeah. Yeah. You could have like individual socks for each toe. That's right. I want to hear an ode for that. You could have a space heater that you just put by your feet. Hot water bottle. Hot water bottle. A dog that just lays across your feet. Yep. Many things it could be. Of all the ways to warm my toes. <laughs> uh, could be the name of your ode. I would not do it with a rose. I guess uh, that's going a little with green, green eggs and ham. I yeah. would not warm my toes, Sam. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I would not warm them with a ham. Uh, I, I like cold toes, Sam. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um so if you are interested in hearing kevin's ode tune in next week yeah um but if you like this episode uh and you liked listening to it please give us a rating or a review on apple podcasts or yeah. wherever you listen to your podcast it's the only way our podcast grows yeah that and telling people yep uh you can also uh talk to us about this oh no wait there's one thing we forgot to do what we gotta name the world Oh, you're right. We do got to name the title world. of the episode. Yep, we got to name the world. Now, now, once again, the first one was like Arcano Mecha Dragons. Yeah. Then the second one was Briarwield. Yeah. Fifth. I don't think we can actually come up with a name for this. But what is the name of this thing? Uh, yeah, I guess what would be the name to market it by? I guess. Yeah. What is the marketing name? Well, I think the horror comes from the stasis mostly. Okay. Right. So. What if it was something like the Unchanged or something like that? Okay, yeah. So Unchanged. Um, I kind of want a second word for some reason. So Unchanged. So, so, this, so that's about the stasis. Yeah. Um, something that has to do with world is not the word. There's not the word world. Like maybe something that has to do with time. Maybe Unchanged Past. No, more, more, more esoteric. What would like unchanged dawn? Yeah, that would work. Or no, it's totally horror. How about unchanged dusk? That would work. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Unchanged dusk. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. That also could be a romance book. Yeah. 
<laughs> Coming to you next week. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the man with a billowy shirt. Yeah. Um, so if you want to... If you want to talk to us about uh, the, your thoughts and thing we just just made or topics for one of our other series or anything like that yeah uh you can tweet at us i'm at mighty thews i'm at sean man k weir or you can tweet at the official uh third space the cast only official third space cast twitter pod- twitter podcast twitter <laughs> at third space cast <laughs> at third space cast <laughs> yes <laughs> um, you send us an email i'm doing this voice now third space podcast at gmail.com <laughs> or you can go to the website. Yeah, where you'll find all 105 of our episodes. Yes. You'll notice that the uh, RRS feed uh, only has the last, the 100. newest 100. Yeah. So sorry if that's not enough to binge on. <laughs> um, we are looking into seeing if we can change that. But, yeah, we see that all the time. But for now, uh, that's where it will be. So if you want to check out those older original episodes, take a look. That's thirstfacepodcast.com. Yes. Also, uh, my book is out. It's available in print. It's called Endless Hunger. It's a sci-fi fantasy. Uh, it's got a little bit of horror to it as well. Yeah. Uh, but you can uh, you can check that out. It's available on every e-reader that you have. Uh, it's also available for paperback from Amazon.com. Yep. So you can check that out. It's called Endless Hunger. It's by me, Kevin Weir. Um, there's a bunch of reviews on Goodreads and Amazon, so yeah, if you don't want to just take Kevin's word for it, you can check out those reviews. Yeah, the, yeah a bunch of people have been saying nice things about it, which is really, really awesome. This is my debut book, so yeah, hope it does well. Uh, and our theme song is Balrog Boogie by the Diablo Swing Orchestra. Join us next week on The Third Space, where Kevin and I interview this empty box. What sort of stuff are you going to talk about? Cool. Until then, you're a cool person who lives in a cool place.